Welcome, listeners of the world, to the most chaotic, dysfunctional, mayhem-inducing podcast ever put to the audio medium, created by a boy with an insatiable desire to talk about movies with his friends. This is Analytical Mayhem. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is, the most listened to radio show on the planet, even the other stations are tuned in too. Thank you for joining us on episode two of Analytical Mayhem. Uh, you know, I know it may be a surprise that, oh my god, he actually committed towards uh, creating an actual podcast. Like, uh, oh my god, I thought he was just going to stop at one. Like, he did all those one year ago. I, you know, it's fascinating. And I'm surprised, too, that I committed to something for once in my life. You know, it's a real surprise. Surprise to my parents. Surprise to myself. Surprise to my wife, surprise to my kids, uh, my illegitimate ones, of course, you know, living all the way in the Cuban mountains. Uh, Cuba does not have mountains, I don't believe, but I think it's still a funny bit. Okay, <laughs> aside from all of that wacky introduction, welcome back to Analytical Mayhem. This is our second episode, and today we shall be discussing the four Thor, uh, 89 to mid-90s, uh, Batman films, uh, all that began with 89's Tim Burton Batman film, and then going up to, uh, you know, the maybe a little bit less savory end of it all. <laughs> um, and t- hopefully today we're going to go a little bit more in depth into these films because, you know, it's obviously a little bit more slim pickings uh, towards the film we're discussing. So we're going to go into the proper details of them, their uh, cinematography, their acting, storylines, how they influenced not just ourselves, but uh, the entirety of, you know, that type of culture of uh, filmmaking or just, you know, just the lore of the characters themselves. So I thought this would be a good little break uh, before the part two of the franchises, as I still need to finish all the fast movies because I think that would be a little bit more fun if I had actually watched them weasel has watched them all because he is really yes. cool. isn't that right so uh-huh i love them yes <laughs> he, he he is here for all of you for all of you who were wondering if that was just a fake last time yes no no he's he's back he, he is truly my friend isn't that right mm-hmm. yes my friend <laughs> i definitely am not kidnapping him and he is definitely uh, here on his own way definitely 100 so how are you doing today weasel how how are you doing you know, tied up in your chair, gagged. How are you doing? Well, pretty good, to be honest. That is very nice to hear. Uh, I am doing pretty well today. I'm excited to talk about these films. I think it's going to be quite interesting. I saw a couple of good films as well before this that are pretty good, uh, which we can talk about maybe at the end of today's episode. Uh, but yeah, so let us jump off of Gotham's bell tower and go straight into the Batmobile, fire up the booster engines. Let's begin with Batman 89. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we interrupt each other so much. It's still fun. Okay, okay. So, so I'll let you take it away from the beginning, of course, to be polite, considerate. <laughs> so, what are your beginning thoughts, Weasel? I read a lot of comics. 
only, mainly DC comics. Read a lot of Simpsons too. But <laughs> DC is where it's at. And I do agree. So I do. my favorite Their storytelling comic, game is strong. Probably Long Halloween, Batman Hush, Batman White Knight. And you know, I, I and I, for I those of you it. out there, you know, I, I I know I'm interrupting Weasel, and that may hurt your feelings, it may hurt his feelings, but just a little side interjection, you know, just to you know conjoin and have a proper free flowing conversation, I suppose. Don't know why I did a little break there, but yes, uh, I have also read those comics, love them very much. My still, uh, my favorite, still probably the Dark Knight comics, part one and two, which are still, I believe, on the top 100 graphic novels list you mean the, the dark knight returns dark knight returns yes 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 okay um so I, I i love those i think they're great um definitely excellent reads i, I you know I, I highly suggest also good um also a good movie uh they're animated but uh they're, they're good animated films if you guys want to watch those uh, also created by dc I, I i always say that dc's animated film game is a little stronger a than batman their... movie created by dc no way i know that's that's like crazy man i thought batman was like a marvel property like <laughs> who would have guessed <laughs> um, i'll let you continue though weasel my interjection has gone on long enough yes yes, yes. yes. um so batman 89 i'm a very very big batman comic fan i can yes. say safely Batman 1989 is the best Batman adaption, which is pretty shocking considering Tim Burton did not read a single Batman comic. But that's besides the point because these two movies are amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I, and, I do 100% agree with that idea. Like, they really capture the essence of Batman. Yes. Even though, like we said, it's they're not, not like from somebody who maybe 100% quote-unquote knows Batman, but this is... You know, like for me, this is what captures the essence the best. It's uh, even not, with those new Nolan films, it's not yeah. as deep as the Nolan trilogy, but mm-hmm. it just captures the kind of campy aspects of Batman so well without going into too much camp. And I exactly. think Jack Nicholson says his favorite performance he's done. Oh well, that's um, high praise. That's high praise. <laughs> and I think Michael Keaton says he's still the only true Batman. As a joke, obviously, because Affleck yeah. and Bale are amazing. But yes, yes, yes. We we um, don't talk. And about I Bell cannot Jr. wait for Affleck and Bale to cross over in Flash twenty twenty two. That yes, is yes. going to be we awesome. But anyway, in a previous episode, you should also give that one a little listen. Uh, but <laughs> yes. anyways, uh, I'm going to go gloss over the common misconception that Batman kills in this movie, which he sort of does. But even Not in the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. the Dark Knight, which is widely regarded as the best Batman adaption, I partially disagree. It's a great adaption, but I still think 89 is better. However, mm-hmm. Batman blatantly kills Harvey Dent in that movie. And at that point, Harvey Dent hasn't killed yet. He was about to kill, but he hadn't killed yet. He had just gone off the deep end. In this the movie, the Joker was getting away. Batman grappled his helicopter, making choker fall off accidental kill you know yes doesn't 100 count and so yeah he's killed just as much as in the dark knight and and can't be sad about that it's the joker 
he yeah, was why a be complete sad that you killed the psycho. Yeah, and he didn't, and as a, didn't even mean to kill him. Exactly, and so, as yes, a, it is a not really spoiler because again, this movie is like over thirty-two years old at this point. Um, but you know, it turns out that uh, you know Jack Nicholson's Joker is the one who kills um, Tim Burton's Batman's parents. Uh, as a great reveal of a twist. Exactly. Uh, what uh, I actually saw The Dark Knight and 89 in theaters. Both were fun experiences, but I much preferred 89 to see in theaters than The Dark Knight. I mean, seeing 89 what? in theaters was something else. How did you, uh, you see 89 in theaters? I'm just um, I know this is not maybe for the listeners, but this is for my personal enjoyment. How did you see it in theaters? One of the theaters near us placed some classic movies, and they were playing 89 one time, and I convinced my oh, dad to go cool. with me. I was going to see Fast Five a few weeks ago because my favorite Fast and Furious movie, but my friend had to cancel, and I got sad. That is very sad, Weasel. Mm-hmm. Fast Five is so good. I, I have not seen up to that, but I've seen up to three. So, like I said, I will get there. Was Han, like, um, the greatest character you've ever seen in the movie? Um, I mean, I don't know about that, but it's a solid character. Han is amazing. <laughs> Oh, you should watch better. <laughs> you should watch Better Luck tomorrow. By the way, it's sort of connected. It's the director of most of the Fast and Furious movies, and it also stars Soon Kang as Han. And it's, it wasn't made as a Fast and Furious movie, but they considered a canon backstory for the character. I see. It's, that was, it's that like, was our... it's like a small indie art film. It's really good. You should definitely watch it. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, I, I hope you're not trolling me, but yes, I'm okay. not. No, it's really um, good. It's really really okay. good. Song. Okay. You Sorry for our little tangent that we went off of, but you know you how the podcast rolls. I don't think I will. <laughs> oh, okay. I think viewers enjoy our weird little tangents that we do. Okay. Uh, if you don't, please please tell me. But also maybe not. My ego again, very fragile, very fragile. Um. <laughs> let's let's talk about the focus though for today's but, episode. Eighty nine. Yes, Michael Keaton. It's a fantastic Batman. A good yeah. Bruce Wayne. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know if he fully pulls I still off think that. Affleck captures the best of both worlds. Uh, Whether you like the movies or okay. not, he's a damn good Batman and a damn good Bruce. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, again, you know, I, I love the essence of Batman in these films. I still really like Christian Bale's uh, performance as Bruce Wayne in the Dark Knight trilogy. I, he's I, a I good really Bruce, like that. but... Maybe I don't not a really good like his Batman. <laughs> I am gargling marbles right now. I wonder if you can understand me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, moving on. Uh, oh, have you... Last point I wanted to make. Um, Jack Napier, this is the first time Joker has had a name in Batman Mytho. And in White Knight, when they had to give Joker a name, they took from none other than the best. Because Jack Napier. Is the name of Joker in Batman White Knight. So indeed, it's yes. yes. Okay, Have you ever on danced TV? with the devil in the pale moonlight. I'll move on into the section now. That was my horrible Jack Nicholson impression. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not good at impressions. Uh, but <laughs> let, 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 let's go. Yes. So eighty nine. I I have very vivid memories of Batman nineteen eighty nine. Uh, if you could not tell from the from episode one, a lot of my movie experiences have come 
with uh with my father so like wh- whenever i've watched like iconic films uh, it's been with my dad I, either with this like home projector system or just going out theaters with him but this film is probably one of my earliest memories you know surprisingly 89's uh batman and 79's superman like th- those are like some of my earliest memories like i i can't really remember anything like before that but i remember those like their opening credit scenes like that i remember very vividly which is automatically you know i already have an attachment to that but just overall i mean uh you know i just said one of the lines from the uh film that uh, jake uh jack naper says um before he kills uh, bruce wayne's parents um the joker uh, if you if you couldn't catch on to that already um <laughs> But uh, but this film is filled with iconic lines and you know just very quotable and you know that that's that already you know shows you that this is a film that sticks with you and really lets you view the characters uh, in a immersive uh, experience and that you know then it's fulfilled its job as a film like I've always said and this film you know it's got some uh, it actually has some really nice shots like if like the scene where the uh, bat wing is going up and it goes into the moon and you just see that little silhouette. Like, that's really nice. Or, you know, just like some little shots onto the street. Uh, and, you know, music in the film is a little campy and such. But the score, I mean, the score, the main uh, theme score for Batman, just beyond iconic. Exactly. You know, just beyond iconic. It's used in the <laughs> yes. It's used in the '90s uh, intro for the Batman the Animated Series as well, and I mean, the Lego is... Batman movies, and or Lego games, Batman games, games. Uh, games. Yes, games. Uh, yes, by Time Warner. Uh, but yes, those you know, like it just it's just so iconic, and you know, it brightens my day whenever I hear it. Uh, and like we said, you know. Uh, the acting in the film, at least from the main two characters, is uh, is quite acceptable. Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker is uh, maybe not the best Joker. Like, I mean, obviously Heath Ledger, you know, really fully committed, really fully committed to the the bit with uh, with the Joker, and I love the psychotic aspect he brought to the Joker in the Dark Knight. Uh, but there's there's a lot to be loved from Jack Nicholson's performance. And it's, you know, it, it captures that, you know, crazy, but also, you know, th- this is really his nemesis. This is Batman's uh, foil, you know, like this is what can happen if you get pushed over the edge. And this is like, you know, I, I really like that aspect of it. And, you know, just again, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, again, Michael Keaton's Batman performance is, is still very solid. I, Bruce Wayne performance, a little iffy. Uh, rest of the cast doesn't really get um, a lot of screen time, but uh, when they're on screen, they're fine. Like, I'd, I'd say the rest of the cast is okay. I mean, would you agree, Weasel? Oh, I think they're all fantastic. Oh, by the way, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, obviously, that didn't stick. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, still nice. The Batman 89 comics are coming. We will see a comic version of Billy D. Williams as the base. That's cool information to know for those of you out there, you know, on the other side of the line, <laughs> tuning in on the radio. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I don't have radio access. I, I can't get that type of money. Um, but, but yes, so I, you know, 
I, I really like the film. I really like again the shots and all that such. Um, just for just for its iconicness, just for all of the splendor that it brings, and again the really this this essence of a character, and you really get to know this character, I believe. Uh, just for that, you know, I give it an A plus. It's just a that. It's just that good. I, I, really, I really love it. Yeah. I'll, I'll put on little angel music to, to, you know, signify that we love it so much. It's, it's a heavenly body. And now, and now we, Batman returns. Maybe it's a little darker and bloodier. Well, um, Richard Donner died today. Yeah, that was really sad. Today we are recording. Died while I was seeing Boss Baby. Yeah. Today is July 5th as we're recording this, and Richard Donner has died. Um, I, I expressed this to my father, and he said, who cares? Richard Donner is an overrated director. <laughs> Which, oh, wow. <laughs> damn cold. Wow. Damn cold. Dubs. Maybe edit yeah. that out. I don't really want that on podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't want to be attacked by Goonies and other I'm such fans. Fan. Uh, I love Goonies, yes. And he does too, but... <laughs> uh no no i i love uh, i still think he's great and you know sad but uh but yes you know much respect to him and of course his family uh they're not gonna listen to this but you know fanboys will be fanboys uh yes but batman returns uh i not as uh you know a little bit odd to put my wording here but uh not as good as 89 uh, but still pretty good i mean i think it has maybe a little bit uh, weirder scenes like it has some weirder scenes uh more questionable things um like the yeah, it's movie. notable for having too much freedom and yeah I, I yeah exactly there's that i the what, what's the villain in the movie not not the penguin or Catwoman. i mean I, I don't really consider them like the main villains um what? who's the main villain i always forget like the guy with the white hair who, who owns the corporation what's his name the penguin Wait. No, 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 no. No, not no, that's not the penguin. It's yeah, the other guy. Ah, we've forgotten. We didn't do our research very well, did we? I've watched it in November. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Um Oy, baby, baby. uh yeah, Christopher Max Christopher Shrek. Walken. Oh it's yeah. Max His Shrek. last name is Shrek. <laughs> we must now now we have to love this movie this movie is now beautiful and it has no flaws end of episode <laughs> I don't, uh, but yes it's christopher walken as the villain as max shrek he was in the war christopher with Walk- yes christopher walking is a very interesting man who talks like this and it's very easy to do his voice uh, it's the only good impression anybody can ever do uh, but yes, I'm gonna stop now because it hurts a little the more ears. cowbell. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> no, but uh, so again, you know, like just by me forgetting the villain, I should tell you something. But yeah, you know, well, no I mean, one remembers Falcone as the villain in The Dark Knight. Doesn't mean anything. They remember Joker. I mean, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But um, I don't know. I mean, you know. I love this movie, but it's a nine out of ten. It's kind of boring in some parts, um. But I think it's I'd give pretty it like good. An... Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, still nine out of ten for me. Um, Catwoman's an... great, Penguin's great. Mm-hmm. Uh Michael Keaton. I really like again phenomenal. 
I really like uh, Catwoman's uh, character in the film. Just like and it's kind of like three unconnected stories coming together, which is a little trait I, or trope I, I love. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and you know, like the set piece is nice. Uh, I, the the opening is uh, also good. Uh, soundtrack. I, I you know actually I like the soundtrack in Returns better than I do in '89. I think obviously the same like the same Danny Elfman score. I have something for there. soundtrack to say about Forever. <laughs> well, we'll get there when we we'll get there when we get there because you know just like a, a minute from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, uh, Batman Returns is fine. It it does improve again in like some aspects, maybe. Uh, but you know, I um, you know, I there are some scenes that are a little weird in there uh, with like the the penguin and Vito's penguin. Uh, I, you know, Christopher Walking. I love I love his voice. I think he's I think he's a funny guy, but I can't remember for the life of me what his villain was. Uh, I know he was some snobby rich guy, and it was weird. I didn't really like those scenes. I'd give the movie an eight out of ten. Uh, you know, I mm, the love. There's a there's something with love. Like Batman gets love uh, characters, like love uh, subplots, and I don't really like those often. And you know, this one I also don't really like. I know Batman, Catwoman. I just said I like Catwoman's character, but you know that aspect of that line I didn't I didn't really like uh, very much. But uh, but still. I say is an enjoyable film, and I still think it captures uh, what Batman uh, is for a lot of people. Like I, I think it still captures that idea of the Dark Knight, um, not the Dark Knight in terms of Nolan's Dark Knight, but in terms of the figure known as Batman. I am vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. You know, and that uh, that that whole idea. Uh, so, you know, uh, still a decent film uh maybe a little bit too much going on i think that's like I, my, my mind was a little bit racing right now but i think that's the best way to describe it there's maybe a little bit too much going on uh in the film but it's still it still holds it still holds it's got some weird scenes but i'd say overall still pretty good and eight out of ten compared to the 10 out of 10 for uh, 89 mm-hmm. um so yeah, do you have any more thoughts on Return? Um, not the enough, Christmas maybe? movie. What? It's a Christmas <laughs> movie. Oh yeah, I mean it does take place during Christmas. Yes, yeah, correct. Uh, wait, doesn't the first one too? No. It's just winter, I think. Right. I think yeah. Both of them have winters. I think all of them have winters. Anyways, I don't know. I. I, <laughs> that's not really important <laughs> detailing, <laughs> but <laughs> that's my last thought. That's those are our last thoughts for returns. You know, maybe, maybe not as good as the first one, but still decently solid. Uh, you know, I'd say in just wrap, wrapping up my thoughts again. Maybe if you're annoyed with this, but yeah, so music a little bit better than the first. Acting is still, you know, I'd say around that same level, though there's some goofier maybe moments and some moments are a little bit more exaggerated um but still like some character beats i like like i i like catwoman's character a little bit better uh i still like the continuation of batman you know a little bit weird with the villain uh, like the primary villain i suppose the one that's controlling quote unquote um the penguin um that being uh, max shrek 
uh, which you Max know, I, that's Shrek. a funny last name. That's a funny last name, <laughs> Max Shrek. Oi, <laughs> oi, you get out of my swamp. I am Christopher Walken. Okay, enough of my <laughs> enough of my stupid accents. We are going to cut to a break because I think that's a good period. You know, we've talked about the first two, and then we'll go on to the. Val Kilmer and George Clooney movie. Ah, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but the, we will have some more interesting, maybe, discussions on those two films in a quick second. Or you, over there. Yeah, I see you. You're listening, and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to keep this broadcast to myself. I'm going to be listening about these thoughts that these two random kids, both of which can't do an accent for the life of them, neither of which can do good impressions. But, you know, I agree with the opinions. You're thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to keep leeching. And I say to you, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. You know, something could happen to you. Something could happen to your little toy car. You know what I mean? So I just say, you know, maybe you give a suggestion, maybe you give a like, maybe you keep sharing around on the Spotify and the Anchor.com and the Google Podcasts. We're available on many different platforms. I'm just saying you can keep going around. That's all I'm suggesting. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. Take it away. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that little break. I had to cut out some audio, so you better like it. I mean, come on. It's the least you can do. Um, But we're going to go into now what we call, what some film critics would call, the cursed era of Batman movies. Oh, no! I'll hopefully put some dramatic music behind me, and it shall sound oh so creepy, and it will set the tone. I hope you enjoy it. But yes, so first up, we have Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, right off the bat, <clears throat> me and Weasel hate Batman Forever. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's a 6 out of 10. I, I hate it. <laughs> it's dumb. It's forgettable. None of it is... And it's not. It's not even, like, ironically funny. Like, I mean, I'll get into it, but... You know, I can at least have some fun with Batman and Robin. Like, it's a stupid movie, but it's stupid fun. Like, I can have some fun with it and, like, you know, I'll laugh. Uh, laugh ironically, not laugh unironically. Because, oh, God, none of the jokes in that movie are actually funny. It's just so stupid. Uh, but with this movie, I don't like Jim Carrey's Riddler. Uh, Weasel would agree, right? Weasel I hate the Riddler in this movie. Yeah. I mean, Jim Carrey the Riddler is such a cool kid. Uh, just i don't know why i understand why jim carrey was chosen like you know height of you know jim carrey career and the 90s and such but you know it's just not just not good casting like i don't don't like what they did with that all the characters are forgettable some of the set pieces are fine some of the set pieces are fine but like going in from 89 and 92 89 with batman from you know Tim Burton, and then uh, again in '92 with Tim Burton's uh, Batman Returns, you know those uh, those films have like excellent set pieces, mm-hmm. you know, a good sound. Oscar for that. Yeah, uh, in '89 it won an Oscar for best set production. Um, but like with with Forever and Batman and Robin, just like the setting is is so fake. None of it seems like remotely 
quote unquote real. Like it just seems very, very plastered together in like a studio. And you know, it just, it, it, I don't know. It just irritates me because it draws me out. It draws me out of the movie and makes me think, oh, this is just a movie. This isn't something where somebody put their time and effort into, and this is a story that I'm really getting uh, into with like the characters and such. No, no, no. This is just a, this is something that was put onto the screen. Um, so for that, you know, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, and Val Kilmer is not a good Batman. I don't like Val Kilmer. He was an all right Batman, but not a good Bruce. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, I don't, I don't like him. I don't think he's not, he's not rememberable. Like, uh, he's not memorable rather. (laughs) You know, it's not like a Batman, like, oh yeah, Val Kilmer. Like we remember, we remember Michael Keaton. We remember Christian Bale. Even some of us remember George Clooney was Batman with the bat nipples, but nobody remembers Val Kilmer. <laughs> nobody remembers Val Kilmer's Batman. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I just don't like it. Again, you know, set pieces, not, not, as, uh, not as good as the first two films. Uh, the acting is not, not over the top in terms of good over the top, like, you know, where it can be funny or where it could be possibly dramatic. Like, you know, a good example I always point to of uh, over quote unquote overacting where it leaves an effect is the movie Mandy, which has the iconic overactor Nicolas Cage. Um, you know, in that movie, he overacts, but it's logical. Like it's a, it's not like, oh, haha, funny. It's like, oh, oh, okay. You know, like, whoa, this is like the inner psyche of a man who's really gone through trauma. And so that can really leave you with uh like that can give an impression on somebody but with this movie it's not it's just stupid overacting it's like bad it seems like they're trying to be funny and it's not funny um oh. some of the costumes are okay like i mean robin's costume i know weasel was telling me during the ad break that he really likes that uh or not really likes it but he likes it no i really like robin's costume i oh, love, really robin. like, yeah, really yes. I love <laughs> seeing robin in live action and two Face was all right i wish they just got billy d back though yeah just have that consistency and yeah, yeah. and that representation as well so um yeah who's the um who is the uh love interest in this movie <laughs> who is the woman um nicole kidman i forget her name though cole kidman's character again forgettable so yeah so like this movie is forgettable it's not not anything to wow over. It's not going to be a fun time for you to watch alone. Not going to be really that much fun if you watch it with other people. Um, if you can have a fun time with it, you know, like great for you. But we personally believe not very good. It's a uh, six Weasel out of gives, ten for me. He, Weasel gives it a six out of ten. It's my least favorite of the four. And most importantly, it gave us "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal, which is a great song. Yes, and mm. anyways, so I I give this uh, I give the movie a three out of ten. I really don't like it. I mean, just like the drop in set production and the just overall like you know I'm not I'm not invested in the story. I'm not you know like it's not anything that's gonna really hold my attention. So I'm, I'd give it a three out of ten or a D. Like I'd give it a D, not even a C. It's a D. Uh, but yeah, going off to that slop fest, let's go into the masterpiece. You know, like 
highly acclaimed, always considered the best Batman movie, won multiple Oscars for like best actor and all that, you know, even rivals the cinematic masterpiece, even better than Citizen Kane, the movie Jingle All the Way, you know, like it, it can match that possibly. And that would be, of course, Batman and Robin, you know, just, just perfection on every single level. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic, <laughs> but but it is it is a fun movie. Like it's it's funny. It's it's funny. Ironically, it's it's funny to watch. It's really silly. I think Weasel has a lot of good thoughts on this, so I'm gonna let him take it away. Uh, Weasel, this Weasel, movie is so fun. It's just dumb, <laughs> over the top fun. I really liked it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Robin's costume. It's an odd mix of Nightwing and Robin. I think they mm-hmm. should just went Nightwing, but um. <laughs> George Clooney is an unironically good Bruce Wayne. He's not the best Batman, but I, I you know, I George Clooney in real life gives off that Bruce Wayne vibe. You know, like <laughs> he's a reclusive millionaire who yeah. you know lives in like Italy, and you know, it's just like we don't really know much about him. It's, exactly. So I, I I like George Clooney well enough as an actor, and uh, you know his. He has bat nipples. <laughs> this movie gave us the beauty that is bat nipples. Forever had them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Uh, for, uh, but forever oh, is... Speaking uh, of forever. So there is this um, long hiatus between Returns and Forever because of the conflicts between Keaton, Burden, and DC, and Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. So um, Forever yeah. is finally back. Batman is finally back. People go through this. The first line Batman says, I'm going to stop at the drive through on the way back. What a phenomenal return. It's, uh, yeah. Just forever is odd. I'm going to stop at the drive through on the way back. I'm just going <laughs> to. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, yeah, forever. We, we, I don't know why we went back to forever. <laughs> forever. Uh, but yes, going on to the much more. At least, you know, decently enjoyable, I suppose. Uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin gave us such iconic scenes as the hulking brute that is Bane. The Bane that doesn't... The Bane that doesn't talk like this into his mask. It's not... (laughs) It's only when I put on the mask that they started to notice me. Well, guess what? Nobody cares. Uh, so that was my horrible Bane impression. There's so many bad impressions in this episode, and there will be more to come. That's my Arnold impression. <laughs> oh, so bad. I love um, Arnold in this film. He was so <laughs> funny. I all agree with that. I mean, I don't like what they did with Mister Freeze. You know, like I, I, Arnold gives this weird. Like, it's it's very silly. It's a silly performance. I, you know, it's kind. I, I always like wonder to myself like uh, do i just have a bad impression on this mr freeze because of the animated freeze like if you don't know the animated mr freeze from batman the animated series in the 90s is is a really great character like they there's an entire little like tv movie i think it was even released in theaters um like sub i think it's called sub zero sub freeze batman sub freeze oh yeah um yeah so that I, i you know i always loved that watching that as a kid and you know, just like the just the beauty in his character, like he's he's it's a tragic character, and I I really like what they did there. But with this movie, this movie is just silly, and Arnold is like making, you know, snow and ice puns, like just, it's so it's so weird. 
you know, like, like if it's ever on TV, I'll like flip it on to make fun of it. If I'm around friends and family, like it's, it's fun to make fun of. And, you know, you can have maybe a good time. It's really weird. <laughs> really weird. I like it. He likes it. Um, weird. Also talking about like Poison Ivy is a weird character in this it horrible kills Mr. Freeze's wife. Um, you know, that's that's mean. <laughs> Don't kill Mr. Freeze's wife. Uh, that's not cool, bro. You, you broke you broke bro code. But <laughs> even though you're not a bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, a bat. Oh, yeah, there's Batgirl in this movie. I almost forgot that. A Batgirl is the is... daughter or niece of Alfred. And then yeah, Alfred the of... dies. Alfred dies. That's Wait, no. Freeze, freeze heals him. Freeze heals him. He's just sick the whole movie and think he's going to die. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, because he okay. had the same disease his wife had. And Freeze said he's healed right, right, like right. people who had that stage of the disease, but not his wife's. Right. Oh, okay. Kind of wish Alfred died. Um, oh. <laughs> I know that sounds mean. But I don't know. Maybe that would give at least some amount of weight to this movie. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. This movie always makes me confused. Um, uh, yeah, but going on to like the more technical aspects of it, besides from its silliness and you know, like the enjoyability you can get out of that. Uh, you know, again, doesn't it's not like a movie that's gonna suck you in uh, to the story or characters. You're not gonna really care. I mean, Batman pulls off like he takes out his Batman credit card. There are a lot of like really silly props in this movie. Um, but set production again like massive drop uh from the first two uh batman movies you know just these like batman forever and batman and robin just the it's very it's very uh it's very staged and it doesn't look good uh costume does i i think this movie has maybe the worst costume design i hesitate only because jim carrey's riddler outfit is just a spandex suit and i don't like that's just holy uh, vey but this this one is this one's maybe a little bit better this one has a uh, decent uh costume design um yeah you know it, it, it's uh it, it's fun with other people maybe you can have fun even by yourself watching this movie it's very silly um music i don't really remember from this um but did you have a note on the music weasel i believe you like talked about this before no. Uh, no, you didn't have any music. Okay. Did you have any ideas about the music for any of these movies? <laughs> I got thought. About uh, Kiss from a Rose. In yeah, Kiss from forever. a Rose from forever. Uh, okay. Sorry for the sniffling. I don't have the Kobe. I have, I, I got my two shots in my arm. I, I fully vex, but, uh, but sometimes a little pollen. Well, I'm being tapped on my shoulder. Wonderful. But, uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> sorry for the sorry for that. Oh, I'm gonna like enhance the sniffs to make it for funny. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> my my editing skills aren't that good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, forever, uh, forever. I already said it was a three out of ten, so that's like a D. Uh, and then for Batman and Robin, I'll give five out of ten. Five out of ten. I think it's fun with other people, but from a technical uh-huh. angle. It doesn't fully deliver, obviously, but it is still fun. Like, I think you can have, like, a lot of fun, like, just making fun of it and just watching the ridiculousness that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, final thoughts. I'll let Weasel give his first final thoughts because I've been interrupting Ranking so much today. Ranking is Batman 89, 10 out of 10. 
Batman Returns, mm. 9 out of 10. Batman and Robin, 7 out of 10. Batman Forever, mm. 6 out of 10. So my average score is an 8 out of 10. I see. Yeah, and he had also posted that on his Insta. Obviously, Weasel's Insta is, you know, at funny, uh, at fun movie reviews. I always yes. think it's funny. You are funny. You're a very funny fellow, Weasel. I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> uh, always a fun to be around. Um, I do same ranking. Uh, I'll, I do. I do same ranking. Uh, I do. Uh, I smart. Uh, I'm a YouTuber. Uh, I don't know why I sounded like a dunce for a second. Sorry, maybe I am a dunce. Uh, but no, I, I you know I have the same ranking for the films. You know, still eighty nine, uh, then Returns, then Batman and Robin, and then finally Forever. Um, with my average, I believe being since the first one's ten, next one I put eight out of ten, then three and five. If you add all those numbers up together. Or give my grade rankings altogether. I think that's an average of like a B plus. Yeah. A D plus an A plus plus a B plus plus a C plus. Altogether equals around a B. So yeah, B, B plus. So enjoyable. Uh, enjoyable films, I suppose. The, the three of them are enjoyable. First two, like legitimately enjoyable, like they like can immerse you into the world it's good like uh, like good action and stuff and good uh, set design good music especially good music and uh and returns um and good acting and then for batman and robin it's just silly it's just silly fun and then forever is not fun forever is not fun <laughs> forever is not fun uh but yes that will conclude today's episode thankfully today was a little bit uh, a little bit shorter i i hope you guys enjoyed the shorter format because i know last time we were a bit long but uh but yeah how, how did how did you feel today's episode went weasel oh it did pretty yeah. good i did pretty good that's that's nice uh so good uh so long everybody this is the end we shall do our uh final little send-offs uh, would you like to do your iconic little send-off, Weasel? What, what is your send-off? I have an iconic send-off. Yes, you have to create one for the podcast. Bye. What's your send-off? You're going to create one now. Bye. Bye. Bye is uh, his send-off, and then mine is so long, everybody, till I see you once again, till I hear you once again. Adios, and have a wonderful day. Cue the music once again. <laughs> Source. There is a... Can you feel it coming? The icy cold of space. Ah, after you're frozen, your icy tomb will plummet back to Gotham. Please, well, stay cool, bird boy. <laughs>